welcome back to another episode of the House of Horror, and welcome to the last long-form top 10 ranking of the October Marathon. Today I'm going to be talking about my top 10 slash 20, whatever you want to call it, horror influences through television. The top shows that sparked my horror interest. And we're going to get right to it. This is a longer episode, as I said. So I'm going to keep the intro short, sweet, and to the point, like always. But I hope you guys have been enjoying October. That's why I do this show. That's what this show is all about. I hope that I'm contributing to your October experience. And with that, I hope you guys are subscribing to my show wherever you listen to the show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up over on YouTube. Give me a five-star rating over on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy the show. And as I said, we're going to get right to it. These are the shows that sparked my horror interest. So now let's get spooky. How's it going, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Buddy's House of Horror Podcast. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it actually just started pouring down rain. Almost as soon as I hit the record button, I heard the lightning. So very, very appropriate for the House of Horror, very appropriate for the spooky season. I hope you guys have all been enjoying October so far. I hope it's been treating you guys well. I hope you had plenty upon plenty of pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin cream cold brews. I hope you guys have been going to the pumpkin patches. Hope you've been drinking tons of apple cider and hope you guys have just been, in general, having a great Halloween season. I know that I have. This is one of been the, one of the most fun Octobers I've had in a couple years. Um, so I hope all of you guys have been having a great time as well. Um, supposed to be going to a haunted house this weekend. Not sure if that's happening. Um, and I cannot believe that Halloween is almost upon us already. This is scheduled to be the last Top 10 Tuesday-ish episode of the House of Horror this year. Can't believe that this upcoming weekend is Halloween. And I can't believe that October is already almost over. It really flew by, guys. It's almost time for Christmas. But I'm going to salvage every last moment of Halloween and the spooky season as I can while it is still around. Um, just a couple housekeeping things, or crypt-keeping things, if you want to be more spookily appropriate. The House of Horror is my crypt. So a little crypt-keeping things before we go ahead and get started. If for some reason this is the first episode you guys have watched this October, there's been 20 or more episodes that have been released at this point for you guys to check out. So if you guys haven't checked out any of those episodes yet, please make sure you go ahead and do that. We've had some really, really fun ones this year. Um, some of the most fun podcasts that I've ever had the pleasure of recording, I've done somewhat recently. Um, we just released the Random Horror Thoughts episode. Um, that episode was great. I really loved talking to Jared and Miles um, discussing Halloween Kills which also came out last week. Just tons of great episodes. Um, back from the very beginning of the month, I released an Adam's Family vs. the Monsters episode. That was a ton of fun. Now the rain is really coming down. I don't know if you guys can hear the rain, but I can hear the rain. It'll just add to the spooky atmosphere, and if you can't hear it, just disregard anything that I've said about the rain. But hopefully you can hear it just a little bit. Um, it'll really increase the atmosphere for you guys. The atmosphere, if you will. 
so that so yeah, you guys got to make sure you're checking out all the episodes of the House of Horror, not only on the House of Horror stream on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but also on Brain Damage. You got to go over to Brain Damage to check out the episodes of Brain Damage podcast that are released with Jared and Miles. Um, of course, they're all available over on the YouTube channel. So if you prefer to listen over on YouTube, all of the episodes are there in order. You're getting the full 31. But if you're ever wondering if you're in the House of Horror stream and there's a day or two that go by and there's not something updated, that's because it's getting updated in the Brain Damage podcast stream. Uh, maybe in future years I'll have to have a little like sound clip that says, hey, new episode of Brain Damage out now, go listen to it over there, or something like that, so you guys are aware that there's a new episode of Brain Damage that came out. Um, so I hope that clears up any confusion. So there are two podcast streams to subscribe to over on your scre- streaming services, your screaming services, your podcast screaming services. But on YouTube, it's all right there. Of course, I want to remind you guys I have that voicemail number if you guys want to call in, give me suggestions, what you want me to talk about on the show. Um, for next year or for a little bit later, this year is already booked out of everything that I'm doing. Um, but I want to keep the show going into the year um, and maybe wrap up episodes uh, for the summer to get ready for the big dump of episodes that happen in October. Um, so if you have any suggestions of what you guys want me to talk about, let me know down in the comments below on YouTube. Let me know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, or through my voicemail box. Um, I've got some true king shit going on. Well, actually, true king shit would be three drinks. I only have two drinks with me right now. So I've got plain old classic H2O, uh, Halloween H2O, water, agua, got some of that, always got to stay hydrated during this podcast, and I've got a Dr. Pepper diet. Diet Dr. Pepper is vastly superior to regular Dr. Pepper. I like the Dr. Pepper cream soda as well, but it's been a little bit harder to find. Um, So I like the diet Dr. Pepper cream soda and just classic Diet Dr. Pepper. I'll give you guys a little satisfying moment. I will open this can for you guys. I hope you can hear that fizz, the most satisfying sound in the world. I'm going to take a quick swig for the working man. So refreshing. I also prefer pop in the can. A lot of people like bottles. A lot of people like fountain drinks. I think the can is just the perfect way to experience a soda, experience a pop, as we call in the Midwest. It is pop. It is not soda. You can call it a soda pop, but no one in their right mind just calls it soda out of nowhere. It's not Minnesota. I just think of Minnesota when I think of soda. Um, even though Minnesota is the Midwest, they call it pop. I guarantee they fucking call it pop there. They got to. Um, but anyway, we're going to get right to the show, you guys. Um, I think we're like five or six minutes in, and I haven't even told you what we're talking about yet. Um, So we're going to get right with what we're talking about. Last year on the show, one of my favorite episodes of of the show last year, was talking about my top 10 horror influences um, through film. They were all film-based. So this week, I wanted to do a callback to that episode and do something a little different. I wanted to do the TV shows. That sort of sparked my horror interest at a young age. Um, Some of these I'm going to have a lot more to say about other ones. Some of them I'm just going to kind of run through real fast. But some of them I'll have a little bit more to say about. But for the most part, a lot of these shows, like, I remember them distinctly 
for how they affected me. I remember them distinctly for the mood and the atmosphere. But a lot of these I haven't watched in like 20 plus years. Um, so it's hard to really, really go in depth about the plots of a lot of these. I can mainly just talk about the main characters and the main things that I remember. Um, but some of these shows I have rewatched, visited recently. Um, so I'll be able to talk about them a little bit more than some of the other ones. So I came up with a top 10 of just cartoons. Um, and then when I was coming up with top 10 cartoons, I had a few that were like honorable mentions, uh, mainly because they were either ones I didn't watch as much, or maybe it was just an episode or two that had like a spooky vibe. But for my top regular 10, it was shows that were like all spooky vibes throughout. Um, it didn't necessarily have to be scary, but it had to have some sort of horror aesthetic or some sort of horror vibe to it, a spooky vibe. Um, and the honorable mentions were mainly shows that had maybe a scary episode, but the show wasn't really focused upon that. Um, and then, so I had 15 there, and I couldn't decide if I wanted to leave some out because I couldn't remember them as much, or if I wanted to add some more in that were maybe a little bit more fresher in my mind, but didn't have a horror theme throughout. Um, spoiler, so one of the honorable mentions was Spongebob with the Hashling and Slasher. It's only one episode that's scary, so I felt weird including it in my top ten, but I thought maybe I should add that instead of one of these shows that I don't have as fond memories of, but it was a horror show throughout. So I just decided I'm just going to say all fifteen of these cartoons, and I, uh, really, this was going to be the top 10 cartoons that sparked my horror interest, and then I was like, alright, awesome, so then I'm going to do the top 10 live-action shows that sparked my horror interest, and I couldn't think of 10, I only had 5, and one of them was kind of cheating, so I'm just going to lay them all out today, so it's just all the horror shows, all the shows that sparked my horror interest, so I have 20 total um, although some of them combine a few shows together, it's mainly, mainly like a genre of show that I would consider one entry. Um, and we will get right to it. Since I have a lot more to say about the cartoons, I will save those for last. Um, and we'll start with the live action, mainly because three of the four of these I've talked about in depth this year already. And the other two, I don't have as much to say about them. So we're going to knock out the five live-action shows right off the bat. The Vampire Bat. Batty. We're going to knock off the five live-action shows right here, right now. Number one is kind of cheating, as I said, because it's lumping in a bunch of things together. So for the first one I'm going to talk about is just sitcom Halloween specials. Um, because, again, they spark my horror interest, but... Again, the whole shows weren't spooky themes. It was just one or two episodes or maybe an episode a year. And a lot of them I don't remember specific plot points of, but I just remember how the episodes made me feel and the vibes. Probably the two biggest shows that I remember that always had Halloween episodes were Roseanne and Home Improvement. They were both known for really great Halloween episodes. Fuck Roseanne as a person. 
Um, but as a kid, like, I watched her Halloween episodes of her show. Those are really the only episodes I remember. I remember a couple other episodes, but it was mainly the Halloween episodes and mainly the pumpkins. They always had, like, really good, elaborate, carved pumpkins. And Home Improvement did the same thing. But probably the show that sticks with me the most with its spooky episodes, I think there were a couple, but there's one main episode that really, really got to me when I was a kid, and that was Boy Meets World. There was an episode, it was probably like a metaphor for puberty or something like that, but there's an episode where the main character, Corey Matthews, turns into a werewolf. And I remember that episode scared the shit out of me when I was a little kid. Um, I don't remember much about what the episode was really, really about, but the main shot that I remember is when he looks at himself in the mirror and there's the werewolf version of himself looking back at him. It was the stuff of nightmares. Um, that really, really freaked me out when I was a kid. Um, so that's why, because like all of them, they're not spooky shows, but they had like spooky episodes in them. Um, Friends had a Halloween episode. It wasn't scary at all. It was them at like a costume party. Uh, Seinfeld should have had a Halloween episode. That would have been absolutely perfect. Imagine Jerry as a vampire, Kramer as the Frankenstein monster, Elaine as, she could be anything. George could be a wolfman. Elaine could be the bride of uh, Frankenstein. She could be um, anything. She could be a mummy. She could be the creature from the Black Lagoon. Anything. It would have been a perfect episode. Uh, Newman could have been the blob or something stupid like that. Um, I think it would have been great um, if they would have had a Halloween episode of Seinfeld like that. That would have been phenomenal. Um, but yeah, sitcom Halloween episodes is going to be one for me as sparking my horror interests. Um, I think they're great. I think we need more of them. Again, like Friends and How I Met Your Mother, they had Halloween episodes, but it's mainly just costume party episodes. I would love for a show to have like a spooky episode. Like, Boy Meets World was not scared. Boy Meets World was not scared at all to have an episode where he turns into a vampire. Sure, make the episode a dream, make it whatever. But have a spooky episode. I think it's very, very fun, very fun thing to do. So the next one I am going to talk about is another, the only other one of the live-action shows that I haven't talked about this year. Um, so I'll have a little bit more to say about it than some of the other ones. And that is Are You Afraid of the Dark from Nickelodeon. Um, if you were a kid in the 90s, early 2000s, you know this show. Um, this show again, was the stuff of nightmares when we were kids. Um, I don't have as many vivid memories about every specific episode of this show, uh, mainly because, I, frankly, as a kid, I was probably too traumatized to watch a lot of it. But I do remember quite a few episodes of the show. There was, like, one with, like, the clown head. I remember the clown. Um, I looked at the title of the episode, just to refresh my memory. It's called The Tale of of the laughing in the dark. Um, with that clown, man, that's some of the scariest shit that I saw when I was a kid. Um, I remember some episodes were, there were episodes that were cheesy. And even when I was a kid, I could tell that they were cheesy. But some of them were really, really scary. I remember there were a few about ghosts. Some were about, like, dummies, um, and I've, clowns, and living dolls. There was one about, like, a doll maker, I remember. Um, these were just, these were just great, man. Um, I remember, and that's like the archetype I have 
when I think of, like, the people sitting around the campfire telling scary stories. It's from Are You Afraid of the Dark. Of course, before that, you had, like, uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 and stuff like that. But when I think of people sitting around a fire telling spooky stories, I think of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Um... I didn't, and something else I watched as a kid, this isn't part of the list, but Disney Channel had a lot of original, like, TV movies. Maybe I should do that sometime and talk about the Disney Channel movies that were spooky. None of those are going to be included here, but I literally just thought of that when I was thinking of Are You Afraid of the Dark? There were a lot of, like, Disney TV movies that had some spookiness to them, and they're probably all on Disney Plus right now. So maybe next year, maybe next year I'll talk about some of the spooky Disney Channel TV movies. But Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, is coming in as another live action, so that's two. I've got three more, and I'm just going to plow right through them because, again, I've talked about all three of these at length on the show this year. I um, mean, those are The Munsters, The Addams Family, and The Twilight Zone. Um, the Munsters and The Addams Family and The Twilight Zone, I watched them all in, like, a similar time frame. Like I said, like, I watched a lot of these when I was over my grandparents' house. Uh, my uncles and my aunt and my mom... They were kids when a lot of these were on television. So when we were at my grandparents' house, this was always what was on TV. They had it on, like, TV Land or Sci-Fi or whatever we were watching. Um, These would always be on TV at their house. I remember watching a ton of episodes of these shows when I was a kid. Um, Not very vivid memories of specific plot points of them when I was a kid, just a lot of the imagery. And, of course, as an adult, I've rewatched all of The Twilight Zone uh, multiple times I've seen ep- every episode once, but most episode like three, four times. Um, the Monsters in the Addams Family, I've watched a lot. I haven't seen every episode of each show, but I've seen the majority of the. I've probably seen 80% of both shows. It's just a lot of shows to watch. I mean, I don't have that much time, <laughs> quite frankly, to watch all these shows. Um, even though they're, bo- they're all very short shows, like it's not like shows ran for like 10 seasons like they do today. But... Regardless, I've seen a lot of episodes of them over the years. If you want more information on either of the three of these shows, I did my top 20 Twilight Zone episodes last week, and I did my Adams Family and Munster discussion. That was the first episode of the month. So definitely go ahead and check those episodes out. Those were a ton of fun to do. All those episodes were a ton of fun to do. So those are going to round out the live-action film, uh, live-action television shows. Um, so those are the shows... That were not cartoons, obviously. Where I was trying to think of a segue to get into the cartoons, but we're talking about cartoons the rest of the time. I guess we'll start with the ones that I said were going to be honorable mentions. But all of these are the same. This is just a top 20, because um, I'm just going to keep it all together. None of these are pitted against each other, ranked against each other. These are all just shows. There's not one was more influenced by... I was more influenced by another one or this and that. Although that may be the case, that's not how this list is broken down. They're just the order I wrote them down. Um, They're not even in chronological order of when they were made or when I saw them. It's just the order in which I thought about them in my brain and wrote them down. And I'm not even reading them in that order. I'm just going to look at the list and talk about whatever one I want to talk about first. So, to start the honorable mentions, we'll we'll start with the Nickelodeon stuff. Um, So we got three. For Nickelodeon. We'll start with what I already mentioned because I already mentioned it. The hash-slinging slasher episode of Spongebob. My favorite episode of the show. To this day, I still think that is the best episode of the show. It's called Graveyard Shift. 
Um, and it's the episode where the Krusty Krab decides it needs to be open 24 hours. So SpongeBob and Squidward are working the graveyard shift. They're working overnight. And creepy stuff starts happening. The hash-slinging slasher tale is told by Squidward. Um, and they start thinking they're seeing him and hearing him all over. They're getting phone calls. There's slime dripping from the wall. The lights are flickering on and off. SpongeBob has to go take the trash out, and he's freaking out outside. And, of course, the hash-slinging slasher himself shows up on the bus, and he's dropped off, and he's approaching the Krusty Krab. And, of course, Nosferatu is in the episode, Count Orlock. Um, that's my first introduction to Nosferatu as well, because everyone knows him from that episode. If you've never heard of Nosferatu before, if you've watched Spongebob, you've heard of him. Um, that was the first time I heard of him, and I was fascinated with him from that episode. And then I had to go and seek out what he was from, because I was just fascinated by the character. Um, but again, phenomenal episode of Spongebob. I think that's where Spongebob hit its highest point. Um, those first few seasons of Spongebob are still incredible. Um, obviously there was a big dip in quality at some point. I probably want to say, like, season five, season six, it started to get, like, really fucking weird and bad. But those first, like, four seasons, I think, or maybe three seasons, god-tier cartoons. Really, really, really good stuff. Um, I'll defend Spongebob forever. Um, at least those first couple seasons. Next, we'll talk about Danny Phantom. Again, not a scary show, but it has a spooky vibe. Danny Phantom, obviously, is a ghost of Phantom. It was made by the same team that brought us the Fairly Odd Parents. Similar animation style, similar character designs and everything. The voice acting is similar. Like everything, It feels like a more preteen version of Fairly Odd Parents, because Fairly Odd Parents was for kids, essentially. Um, but Danny Phantom, like I watched and I felt a little bit more grown up. Um, not that the subject matter was super dark or anything, um, but everyone remembers Danny Phantom. Um, it's a really great show. There's not as much to say about it. Again, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. I just really remember the imagery. I remember some of the creatures that he would go up against and stuff like that. Um, really fun show, really great show. It's one that I should rewatch. Um, and of course, I know the internet has been simping over Danny Phantom for a few years now. Um, so it's, it's something I should recheck out. Um, I'm sure it's streaming online somewhere. You could probably get it on DVD or whatever. Um, but Danny Phantom is definitely something that I watched a lot as a kid and I sort of fell off. I don't have many sticking memories about it, but I remember the imagery. Um, I can remember specific monsters he went up against and stuff like that. But as far as like the plots of the episode and things like that, I remember he's keeping the fact that he's a ghost, a secret from his parents and all that good stuff. Uh, I remember loving the show, but I don't remember it too much. Um, cause again, I was a little kid. The next Nickelodeon show that we'll talk about for the honorable mention section. Cause there's some Nickelodeon stuff. I believe in the, the main list that I concocted, which is not a horror show at all, which is why I kept it off the regular list when I compiled the regular list, was Ren and Stimpy. Not a horror show, but some of the most horrifying imagery I have ever seen in my entire life. We got Ren, the little... I think he's a cat. I, no, no, Stimpy's the cat. Stimpy is a cat. I forget because they don't really look like the animals they're supposed to be portraying. They just look like Ren and Stimpy. But Ren is a little chihuahua. Stimpy is a cat. 
some of the imagery in this is freaky. Like, people gouging out their eyes, there's, like, decaying teeth. The animation style in this is absolutely insane. Um, and I watch. this was my Uncle Michael's favorite show, for some reason. I don't know how he discovered it. He must have started watching it, um, around the same time I started watching it, basically, because, I mean, it came out in the early 90s, but he loved this show. And again, this is another one that was on at my grandparents all the time, because he would put it on. And the imagery is absolutely insane, as I said already. Like, it's so shocking and scary. Um, just, and it's very inappropriate. Like, I don't know how they got away with a lot of the stuff they got away with on that show. Definitely not made for kids. Um, it's definitely hidden very well under that facade, but it's not made for kids. I never saw the reboot. I know they rebooted it to make it an actual, like, adult show, but I never watched it. I heard I've heard mixed things about it. I, I would I would be open to watching it. I just never I've never gotten around to watching it. But that original show was traumatizing enough. I remember being scared to death of that show. But I also couldn't look away because there was like scary shit going on, but there was also crazy shit going on, like the happy happy joy joy song. I mean, even that scary song about like grandmother sucking eggs. And there's there's scary shit in that show, man. Um, just like the hyper. It's not even hyper-real. Like, the hyper-abstract animation is just, like, absurd. Um, again, I don't remember specific episodes. I really just remember the imagery. Um, and the, the audio as well. There's always, like, people screaming and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Like, this show, it's something, like... It's something to be seen. If you haven't seen it yet, it's definitely something to be seen. Um, next, we're going to talk about the show that I've seen one time. Have no memory of it, so if anyone can enlighten me about this show, because I want some more information, there's very limited information about this show online, and I've looked it up, um, and I, I only remember watching it one time, and it is so very strange that I, I, they may have ran it on Cartoon Network just that one time. It was on Cartoon Network... Very, very late at night. The show was called O Canada. Um, it was it was a Canadian cartoon. It was from Canada. It was an American production. But it aired on Canadian television first. They aired it on Cartoon Network at, like, really late at night one night. Um, I remember it just being horrifying. There probably wasn't anything actually scary about the show, but I remember it being scary, because I remember it was like an anthology kind of show. And there were a lot of different animation styles, a lot of weird imagery. And for me, I was scared as hell. And it was part of the environment I was in as well, because I used to stay the night over my grandparents' house all the time when I was a kid. Um, but for some reason, this night, we decided to stay at my great aunt's house. I remember it was me, my brother, maybe my sister was there, or maybe it was one of my cousins or both, but I remember it was me, brother, my, me, my brother, my sister, and someone else. I think my cousin Elena may have been with us. And we had never stayed the night at her house before, and for context, she lives um, when she was alive. She sadly passed away um, last year. But when she was alive, she lived in this log cabin in an apple orchard, like a legit like apple orchard. People would go pick apples, the whole thing. So she lived in this cabin, and we're there in the middle of the night. I 
she was asleep in another like room of the house, and we were all in the living room in front of a fire. Um, actually, I, I think it was a fake fireplace. I didn't even know if the fire was on, but I'm just talking about my memory. My memory was the fire was on. It could have easily not been on. It doesn't make sense for it to be on if she wasn't there with us. Um, but my memory was on. Um, I could have been... Fa- I'm definitely fabricating that, because now looking back, there's no fucking way the fireplace would have been on if she wasn't in the room with us. Um, but this show came on middle of the night. We're all sitting there. We're little kids. Um, I was probably like eight, nine, maybe horrifying. If anyone has more information about this show, Oh Canada, or has episodes of it or anything, get in touch with me. If anyone has a similar experience with this show, Oh Canada, please let me know. I don't, I, cause I'm the only one, cause they were all too young. They don't remember this at all. Um, I'm the only one that remembers this. So if any of if any of you guys have ever watched this show, let me know. I'd love to get more information about it. I want to know if it was actually scary because I thought it was horrifying. Um, so of course, anyone, if anyone wants to let me know, you know where to get in touch. So the last of the honorable mention type shows is I'm just gonna call it old cartoons, right? Primarily Looney Tunes, but. Of course, you've got the spooky, scary skeleton dance. Um, You've got, like, the cartoon of Donald Duck and his nephews. But it's primarily the Looney Tunes ones that I remember. Bugs Bunny going with the witch. Um, That episode is absolutely iconic. The epi- all the episodes with Gossamer, where he's running around in the haunted house. There's the Duck Tracy episode with Daffy Duck, um, which is absolutely insane. The imagery in that is ridiculous. Um, there's the episode with the Abominable Snowman. Um, so many episodes that just are dripping with that horror atmosphere. They probably played before horror films. Um, back when they were um, shown in theaters, because they weren't, obviously they weren't originally made for Cartoon Network, they were made to play before actual full-length feature films. So, that's that's pretty much it um, to say about the Looney Tunes, but they're absolutely great, I need to rewatch a lot of them, um, but I remember everything, I remember them like in vivid detail, these episodes, especially... The Looney Tunes ones. I remember the other ones. I remember watching Casper as well every now and then. Um, there were some spooky episodes of Betty Boop um, and Felix the Cat and stuff like that that I would watch back in the day when they were shown on television, although rarely shown on television. I remember always seeing them on like Cartoon Network. And But the Looney Tunes were the main one um, that I remember watching. So now we'll move on to the main portion of our list Um, Even though all of these are part of the top 20, these are the ones I originally wrote down as my top 10. And we're going to get to that, but first. Are you tired of plain old breakfast? Cereal is not sugary enough? Are you tired of burnt pancakes and waffles? Then you need slapjacks! The slapjack gets your face and it causes a chemical reaction to heat up! No cooking required, just slap and eat! Don't believe us? Here's a satisfied customer! Slapjacks are the best breakfast food ever made. Slapjacks, slap those smiles back. <laughs> you heard it here, kids. Slapjack saves lives. Order at www.slapjacks.com. Had to throw in one of the classic ads for you guys. My boys, over at Slapjacks, get yourself slapped today. 
Um, <laughs> so ridiculous. Okay. Anyway, we're going to move on to 10 more cartoons that sparked my horror intrigue, my interests. Um, and we'll start, um, start from the top. I made that joke in another episode, but it's fine. But we'll go through some of these and we will discuss the shows. We'll go through the ones that I don't remember as much first. We'll do it like that. We'll do the ones that I mainly just have in my memory for the imagery. Um, and not so much for the direct storylines or the plot. So we'll start with those. Um, we'll start with the Adams Family cartoon from the 90s. The 90s version, because this was the second version of the animated series. Um, of course, if you guys listened to my episode where I broke down all of these shows, you guys would be aware um, of the Adams Family and their history. Um, but if you haven't, definitely go check out that episode. This was the second show. It was running on ABC. 1992 is when it started, I believed. Um, the animation style is absolutely iconic from it. They look very similar to the cartoon, um, the comic books, as I remember. Um, and I just remember the show being insane. I remember being scary. I remember at the time not even realizing that it was based off of another property. I thought the show was just The Addams Family. I thought that was The Addams Family. I had no idea about the cartoon. Um, I keep saying the cartoon, about the comic. I had no idea about the original series. I had no idea about the films. The, the films had been out at the time I started watching the cartoon. So I had no idea about any of this. I thought The Addams Family was just the cartoon. Um, again, don't remember too many specific plot points, just remember the imagery. Uh, the voice of Gomez is still John Aston. That's still the voice that I think of when I think of Gomez Adams. So, if anything, I was getting something authentic. I was getting what the original Gomez's voice was. So, for me, it was a win in my book, and of course, after that, I went and rewatched. Um, the series when I was at my grandparents' house. Um, but this, I remember being on, like, Saturday morning cartoons. I remember this being on, like, all the time. Um, I think it aired on ABC, but I remember seeing it on, like, WB Kids or Cartoon Network or something like that when I was younger. It was definitely syndicated on other networks. Um, and I remember watching it all the time. Just like the next show that I watched, which I had no idea, again was based off of an existing property. I thought that this just was what it was. Um, the Beetlejuice cartoon. Um, when I was a kid, I didn't realize it was based off a live-action film. And then when I heard of the live-action film, I thought the film was an adaptation of the cartoon. I didn't know that the film came first. I thought that this cartoon came out, and then similar to like other shows, it got adapted into like a movie version. I didn't realize it was the other way around. Um, so this was my introduction to Beetlejuice, the ghost with the most. Um, in the show, it focuses more on Beetlejuice, which is something that um, the original film doesn't really focus on Beetlejuice. The film is more about the other characters, and Beetlejuice is probably in the film for like 10 minutes max. But in the cartoon, he's in it pretty much the entire time. Um, it centers around Beetlejuice um, and Lydia, um, and it's their adventures. Um, there's other characters from the movie that are in the show as well, but it's mainly about the two of them. 
Um, and Beetlejuice resides in his realm, but he lives in the living room, um, goes to the living world, um, when he's summoned. Now, obviously, you say Beetlejuice three times or five times or whatever. He comes into the real world, and it's just their adventures. Um, again, I don't remember too many specific episodes. I remember the opening. I remember the opening credits to the Beetlejuice cartoon is absolutely insane. There's like a roller coaster. Um, it was a really great show from when I was a kid. Again, it's not something I've rewatched as an adult and have like a sticking memory of specific episodes and plot points, but I remember it having a good vibe. I still think of Beetlejuice as this cartoon character, where is an in comparison to the Adams family. Now I think of the more live action stuff when the Adams family is mentioned. But whenever I think of Beetlejuice, I still think of this cartoon version. I still think of the way he looked animated and not necessarily the way he looked in the Tim Burton film with Michael Keaton. Um, I think the film is a little overrated. Um, it's not one that I've rewatched too many times. It's seen it like once or twice, but Maybe that, that, that's one I think I needed to give another chance. If you guys have listened to my random horror thoughts episode, I said that Tim Burton was like kind of overrated with his like spooky stuff. Uh, maybe I need to do like revisit some of these Tim Burton films and talk about them more in depth. Um, cause from what I remember, I wasn't really the biggest fan of Beetlejuice. Um, I mean, it was fine. It's not something that I never understood the phenomenon behind it. Obviously the phenomenon is what led to the cartoon, um, but I, I still didn't, I still don't understand how we got from point A to point B into the fact that Beetlejuice is still such a cultural icon today. I guess it's just the fact that it's just a really good character, I guess. Everyone knows who Beetlejuice is. And he's really not had that much going on in film and television, really. It's mainly been like merchandising and stuff like that. Like, it's not like we have like, there's no Beetlejuice 2. There's no like other real, like, animated series and stuff like that that really, like, took off or anything. Um, it might have just been that one show. I'm not really familiar. I haven't really researched it. But it's not, like, something that's been in the spotlight constantly. It was just kind of its thing in its late 80s, early 90s, but it still really, like, permeates today in the pop culture. Similar to, like, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, there was just the one film, I'm sure it's in Kingdom Hearts, stuff like that, but it's mainly the merchandising that's keeping it alive. Um, so that's very, very similar to the, um, the Beetlejuice cartoon. And for some reason I wanted to say Adam's Family, but I messed up. So going on, we're going to talk a little bit about, so those two I watched very, very young and have very little memory. So these other ones I have more memory of, but again, it's not something that I can really, really dive deep into the plots of them. Um, that's more saved for like the top like three or four that I'll talk about. But just to go through briefly, Invader Zim. So we'll move into some of the Nicktoons next that I don't remember as much. So Invader Zim, I remember the pilot of Invader Zim very vividly. I remember him going up against the council, getting sent to Earth. I remember him being assigned Gurr, um, the robot who is a he has a, got a few screws loose. Um, but I, again, I just remember how dark the show was as a whole. The animation is very, like, brooding and weird. Um, I remember everyone's tongues in the show are very weird. Um, the imagery for me is just great. I remember the school is spelled, like, S-K-O-O-L. Um, and I just remember everything about the show just being filled with dread. Because you don't really know who you're supposed to be rooting for in the show. Um, because Zim, yeah, he's trying to take over the world. 
but the human character who's trying to get him is evil too. Um, and it's just, there's such a weird, like, dichotomy with it, and the show is just, like, dripping with atmosphere and weirdness. Um, and it just has that spooky sort of vibe. This is another show, I think it's a little overrated, but I do recognize that at that time in my life, I was really, really into it. I was really into the imagery, I was really into the weirdness of it, I was really into the comedy. Um, the comedy in the show was really great. I know they brought it back as, like, a Netflix special somewhat recently. I think they did, like, a film, or maybe it was, like, a spinoff series or something like that. I haven't checked it out yet. I There's another one that's, like, been on my list, but it's just finding the time to watch all this stuff. Um, so Invader Zim, I'm, I appreciate I watched it at the time. Um, and it's something I, I would I would be interested in rewatching it, seeing how well it aged, or maybe if it didn't age well. Um, but I would be very very interested in checking it out again. Um, so another one, oh, that might have been the last one from Cartoon Network that I don't remember. Too. Oh, All Real Monsters. Okay, so we'll talk about that one. That was a little bit more fuzzy in my memory as well. All Real Monsters. I remember this just because the monsters in it are so iconic. Um, it's. Uh, I forget their name. No, his name is Crumb. He's the one with the eyeballs in his hands. And he has the hairy armpits that, like, stick out to the side. Um, And just the character design is very reminiscent of the other shows that um, Nickelodeon, rather, was putting out at that time. Um, Klasky Kazupo, however you say it, who made, like, Rugrats and stuff like that. And there was Ickis, who looks like the Noid. Ickis looks like the Noid. He's that little monster that's red and has the ears. And there's Ablina, who was the one that was the the stick, basically. She's a stick. Um, and then, of course, you have... They're all in school to be monsters, basically. That's the premise of this show. They're all in school to be good monsters. And, of course, they have the headmaster um, of the school, who is a complete... He's he's a he's a riot basically. The headmaster of this show is great. Um, I think his name is like Grumble. Um, he's really really funny. And again, this is another show. As I said, I don't have too many specific memories about plot points, plot elements, or anything like that. Um, but I just remember the atmosphere. I remember it wasn't trying to be scary. Obviously, you're not trying to make a Nicktoon that's actually scary and gonna scare kids. You want the kids to watch it. Um, so, for me, I don't have as vivid memories of it, because I would watch more stuff like Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life, stuff like that. Rugrats had a couple scary episodes, the one with, like, the big baby in it, that one's pretty scary. And Rocco had, like, some insane animation, but I never thought of it as, like, spooky. But Our Real Monsters, again, just due to the nature of the show, is, like, dripping in the spooky atmosphere. It's kind of like Monsters, Inc., or Monsters University. It's probably like Monsters University, where it's the monsters learning how to be monsters. I remember a lot of the episodes were just them going to the Earth world, like, trying to scare people and stuff. So it's not it's not real hard-hitting content, um, but it's very, very drenched in that atmosphere. Moving over to Disney real fast. So Disney had a show, and you probably all know what show I'm going to be talking about. Um, of course, we're talking about Gargoyles. Gargoyles was a show that's very, very well regarded um, in the horror sphere. A lot of people talk about this show being a horror influence for them, and I'm definitely no different. Um, It follows a clan of the gargoyles, um, and they're actually gargoyles. They turn into stone during the day, 
at night they come alive. Um, and gargoyles, they're just dripping, like, gargoyles in general, not gargoyles on the show. Like, real gargoyles are just dripping in that horror gothic aesthetic. And this show is definitely no different. It's, it's, it's basically a superhero show. Uh, but there's some horror stuff in it, and just due to the nature of everything going on, it's a very complex story, it's a very dark story. It's another one I want to rewatch in its entirety, um, and read some of because I'm pretty sure they had like a graphic novel series after this and some other stuff going on with the gargoyles. Um, Goliath is just such an iconic character. Um, he's the main gargoyle who we follow through his journey. Um, and it's just a really great show, very complex show. If it had come out when I was a little bit older, I probably would have been able to understand a lot of the things that were going on. But I thought the show, like at the time, like it was too complex for me. I didn't really follow everything that was supposed to be going on. I didn't really get a lot of, like I feel like if I watch it now, I'm really going to appreciate the show a lot more. But as a kid, I just liked the way it looked. I thought the creatures looked cool. I thought that the show was scary. I was scared to watch Gargoyles. And Gargoyles are just creepy to me at the time. They still kind of are. I still think they're sick. I would love to get a Gargoyle on my house, on the House of Horror. Um, it's, it's just a really good show. Um, Disney had a thing with Gargoyles at the time. Of course, Hunchback of Notre Dame came out as well. Um, and that had Gargoyles in it. They aren't played by Jason Alexander in the show, though. Um, that would have been great, um, but that's one I definitely want to rewatch. It's very underrated. I'm surprised they never brought it back. Um, it's something that people are like, oh, you should put Gargoyles in Kingdom Hearts. You need to redo a series of them. They haven't done it yet. I don't know what's stopping them, because especially if they made it more adult-oriented or if they put it on Disney+, Plus. because I feel like people my age, if you were to reboot it with more like adult themes and make it more of like a gritty show... Like, not as child-friendly, but make it something that families could watch and the adults could still get a lot out of it. I think it would do really, really well, even if you did it, like, live-action or whatever. I mean, Disney has the money to do it. It probably wouldn't make as much money as some other stuff that they could do, which is why they don't do it. But the hardcore fans would definitely be there for it if they did. So we'll move over to Cartoon Network, briefly, to talk about the next show that I have very, very... Fond memories of, but not as vivid as some of the other ones that I'll talk about in a second. And that is The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I remember when this show premiered. I remember watching this show, like, religiously. Uh, I remember there's an episode where Billy has, like, a... For, uh, what's it called? A conjoined twin. I remember them going and having their arch-enemist, Hector Concarne... Um, who is basically a dismembered brain like Krang, and he's put in a giant like bear, like a goofy looking bear, even though the real life human version of him was like this buff creature. Um, but just the, the comedy there was great. Of course, Hector Concarni got his own spinoff show as well. Um, but the main story is about Billy, Mandy, and the Grim Reaper. And in that first episode, basically, the Grim Reaper is sentenced to like be their caretaker forever. Um, he, tri he gets tricked by the kids, and now he's stuck basically being their servant. Um, again, the show's just dripping with atmosphere. You see the underworld. You see all this crazy stuff, and it's just very, very funny. 
the show's very funny. Even down to, like, the character choices of, like, having the Grim Reaper have an accent. Um, having him just be so silly, because he's a very silly Grim Reaper. There's just so much to this Grim Reaper. It's probably one of the best Grim Reaper characters ever in film or television. He's just so, such a fascinating character. Um, and it's very uni- it's a very unique interpretation of the Grim Reaper. I um, mean, Billy and Mandy themselves, they're also great characters. The show is just really fun. Of course, Mandy is more serious. Billy is this crazy kid. Um, I remember so many fond memories watching this film, but again, it's not a show where you really remember all of the episodes and the plots of the episodes. You really just remember the characters. Um, and the characters in this show, these three main characters are so funny. Um, the animation is great. Um, of course, this is on Cartoon Network. This was after... Like, the golden era of Cartoon Network shows. This was in, like, the next phase. So this was, like... Dexter's Lab was coming down at this point. Powerpuff Girls was coming down. And this was, like, in the new era of shows. Um, I think it came out around the same time as, like, Mike, Lou, and Og. And all these other things that aren't as highly regarded as the golden era shows. But The Grim Adventures of Billy Man- of Billy and Mandy is definitely a diamond in the rough. It's definitely a show from that little bit of a later era of Cartoon Network that really, really deserves praise. I'm going to look up really quickly when the show premiered. The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. When did you come out, my good sir? When was this created? Where are we at? List of... Oh, yeah, from, like, 2004. When did it, Oh, first shown in 2000. Original release 2001 through 2007. So, yeah, this was a good... This was after, obviously, Dexter's Lab, stuff like that, because those all came out in the 90s. Um, But I think the show was really, really good. Um, Of course, um, as I said, it had a few spinoff shows, such as Evil Concarne, and it had some other shows as well, like some spinoff Billy and Mandy shows and stuff, but I mainly just watched the original, and I thought it it was a great show. Um, Again, not as much to say about it, just really fun really great. These next shows are shows that I have a lot more to say about. They're a lot more vivid in my mind. Um, some because I've rewatched them recently, but others just because they're so ingrained in my mind and they're so memorable that you just have to appreciate it. Um, one of them I am going to kind of fly through just a little bit quickly, um, and that's The Simpsons. The Simpsons, mainly because last year I ranked all of the spooky episodes of The Simpsons, and I decided not to have that as an honorable mention originally, because it's not just one Halloween episode here and there, it's every year. It's a tradition, and those are always the best episodes of The Simpsons, are the Halloween episodes. I went through in-depth all of my favorite ones, I ranked every episode that was out at the time in order, of my favorite ones. So definitely go and check out that episode if you want more information on the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Again, some of my earliest memories are watching these episodes of the Simpsons. Um, Willie as Freddy Krueger, perfect casting. The episode where Homer gets lost in the alternate dimension that parodies the Twilight Zone episode. Um, Bart Simpson as the Fly. There's just so many great ones. There's the Homer as the Grim Reaper. There's um, the Shining parody. 
Um, there's so many great episodes of The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. So many phenomenal episodes. Um, so definitely go check out my episode about that if you want more information about that. So rounding out the list here, we've got a few more. We're almost done. And this one may come as a little tiny bit of a surprise that this would be included. And that's because this, again, is not at its core a horror show or a show with a spooky aesthetic. But it's a show that probably has more spooky episodes than you would think. And more episodes than you would probably remember. Um, and that is Hey Arnold. Um, the show was on Nickelodeon. It was running through the 90s. Um, it was a show I really loved. It was one of my favorite shows. It was, bizarrely enough, one of my grandma's favorite shows. My grandma loved watching Hey Arnold with me, mainly because every episode sort of taught, like, a life lesson, and she really liked that. Um, but she loved this show. I loved this show. I think she took us to see Hey Arnold in theaters when the movie came out. Um, just a really great show, really great movie. Um, I haven't seen the new movie, like the Jungle movie or whatever the hell it was, but I love Hey Arnold, um, and Hey Arnold is some of the most nightmare-fueled stuff as a kid that I can remember. Um, some of you guys may not remember Hey Arnold being scary. I remember Hey Arnold being very scary at times. Um, there's so many episodes of Hey Arnold that have a spooky vibe to them. Um, the core of the show is Arnold. He lives with his grandparents in a boarding home in New York. Um, and there's crazy characters that live in the boarding house with him. He has friends at school. Um, and that's the, the premise of the show. It's him going through his everyday life. But his everyday life can get spooky at times. Um, I want to say like maybe like two or three episodes a season were kind of spooky. Sometimes, because like the episode is one of the, the show is one of those where it's a half hour show. But it's like two, like twelve-minute, like episodes, and like with commercials, you get like a half hour. So some episodes, both segments were horror-related. Some it was just one. But there were a lot of like spooky episodes of the show that maybe some of you guys don't really remember being that scary. Um, I remember the episode about Pigeon Man would be horrifying to me as a kid. Of course, that one has a twist, like not even halfway in, where it's more heartwarming. Um, really kind of like sad episode, very depressing, um, there's a lot of fan theories about it that it's like a metaphor for suicide and stuff like that, but Pigeon Man, the beginning portion of that episode plays out like a horror episode, where they're telling the legend of Pigeon Man, it's like a spooky story, they're showing him, and I think the scariest image out of that entire thing is when they say, oh, Pigeon Man, he is was born raised by pigeons like both some people think he's crazy some people just think he's a guy in a chicken suit and they show what they're envisioning the pigeon man to look like as a guy in a chicken suit and it's this guy like curled up in a corner like covered in feathers and it's disturbing like it's still scary to this day um so that episode's horrifying um, there's some episodes that are more lighthearted, but are definitely very spooky. There's an episode where a character named Stinky, who's sort of like a rednecky type character. There's two actually that have like a horror aesthetic that Stinky's involved with. There's one where he grows like the biggest pumpkin of all time, and they like hang out in the pumpkin. So that was just like a fall time in general kind of episode. But the one that's more horror based is the one where he is a vampire. 
Um, and Sid, one of the other characters in the show, is terrified of vampires. He's sneaking around uh, Stinky's house. He sees him get into a coffin. He sees him, like, bite the neck of a goat. He sees all this creepy stuff going on. Of course, there's twists in the story that make you wonder whether or not he is a vampire or not. They wrap it up, but then there might be a twist at the end. Maybe, maybe not. Um, that episode's great. Very horror aesthetic involved, involved in that one. There's the episode where it's not even really a horror episode, but it's an episode where the grandpa is, like, decaying on the bus and his jaw becomes unhinged. That's a scary episode. There's an episode with the haunted train where it's an old urban legend that this train ran off a ran off of the tracks and killed all these people, and now the train still comes back some nights. And, of course, they go scoop it out and they get on the haunted train. That episode's scary. Um, there's an episode... With Arnold's, like, um, basically the bizarro version of the Hey Arnold universe. He has, like, a cousin named Arnie. And just everything in his side of town is just super fucked up and different. Um, there's so many scary episodes of this show. Um, there's an episode with, like, a ghost bride. There's episode, um, probably the ultimate. And I could probably do a top ten list of the spookiest episodes of Hey Arnold. Um, because some people don't think it was a scary show, but it, it definitely was. Like, there's an episode, where I think it's Four-Eyed Jack, that's the name of the episode. See, I rem I'm, like, remembering all of this as it's coming to me. Where, like, they're snooping out in the basement of the house, and then Four-Eyed Jack appears as a ghost, like, over Gerald's bedside, um, trying to get his glasses. Um, there's so many scary episodes of the show, but probably the ultimate one is the one with the headless cabbie. Um, and that's another one where they tell the scary story of the headless cabbie. It plays out where there's a cabbie. He drives through the park on his horse-drawn carriage. Um, and a mysterious woman aboards the cabbie and makes him wear a scarf. And she's, like, yelling at him to go faster, go faster, go faster. And eventually the scarf gets cut on a tree and he gets decapitated. And then so they're going to investigate... If this really happened, there's a man with a hook for an arm. The episode is just dripping in that spooky aesthetic. It's very comedic as well. I, I like these episodes aren't all just straight up scary. There's a lot of humor involved in all of these episodes, um, but they have that spooky edge. Um, and that one's probably the scariest. That one or the haunted train are probably the scariest two episodes. Um, but I love Hey Arnold. I love the spooky episodes of Hey Arnold the best, but that show in general is just a really, really great show. Um, from the gold, from the, the best era, I think, of Nickelodeon. Hey Arnold was going on, SpongeBob was going on. Um, all these shows I just really love. Um, yeah, Hey Arnold is a solid, solid pick for the cartoons that spark my horror interests. Um, coming up next, we only got two more. It should come as no surprise, because I've talked about these two on the show before. Um, but these two shows really, really sparked the interest for me. And there's not as much to say about them, because it's been talked about to death. Um, but Courage the Cowardly Dog, we'll start with that one. They're both about dogs, spoiler alert for the next one, which is a very obvious dog cartoon. Um, so it's not hiding too much. You probably know what it is because I haven't talked about it at all in this episode so far. Courage the Cowardly Dog. So many fan fantastic episodes of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Um, the episode with, like, the Quentin Tarantino zombie is great. 
Um, of course, everyone knows the episode with King Ramsey, the man in gauze, um, telling you to return the slab. Um, so many episodes of Courage the Cowardly Dog. I can't even think of them all right now. The episodes with cats, the cat's hotel, um, with the spiders. There's the episode where the fox or whatever is trying to cook a granny stew. Um, so many episodes. The episode with Bigfoot, um, the chicken from outer space. Um, the chicken from outer space comes back. The episode with, like, I think it's like eggplants under the ground. Um, there's Robot Randy. So many classic episodes of this show. Um, some of the scariest things, I mean, there's the Mattress episode, which is the Exorcist parody. Um, the one where they go into the future and it's all like these creepy bananas. Um, there's so many good and terrifying episodes of Courage the Cowardly Dog. One of my favorite cartoons of all time. Like, unquestionably, one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Um, and coming up after Courage, because I don't want to beat a dead horse, I don't want to talk too much about Courage and the next show, because you guys already know what the goddamn deal is, um, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, probably the ultimate spooky cartoon, I'm of course referring mainly to the original series, which is what I grew up with as a kid, but I watched all of them, I watched 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, I watched A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, um, up until I was, you know, old enough to sort of grow out of it. Um, I watched the Scooby-Doo films that were on television, the made-for-TV and direct-to-video films. But mainly the original series is really what stroke the horror influence in me, because that's what I watched first, obviously. There's the episode with, like, the Universal Monsters in it. There's the episode... I mean, there's so many. That could be a whole episode, the best Scooby-Doo monsters. Um, of course, the show very comedic as well. Again, like, I don't know what to say about Scooby-Doo that hasn't already been said. Um, the original series is great. I think A Pup Named Scooby-Doo is great, even though Jared it, thinks it sucks. Um, I think that The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo is great. I think all of the, the Scooby-Doo films, like, I even like the older films, like Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School, Reluctant Werewolf, stuff like that. Of course, Zombie Island, Witch's Ghost, um, the Alien one, and Cyber Chase. I like all those films. But the original series is really what sparked my horror interest. A few episodes actually did scare me as a kid, although a lot of them, when you watch them now, they're very obvious that it's, like, not real. Zombie Island was the first one. Well, not really the first one, because Ghoul School and Reluctant Werewolf and stuff, there's real monsters in that as well. But I don't know what else to say about Scooby-Doo. It's fucking great. Um, I need to rewatch everything Scooby-Doo. This entire list is just like, alright, I need to rewatch all of these shows. Um, but Scooby-Doo, of course, unquestionably a huge, huge horror influence on me. Um, just to go through all of these again, um, we've got the sitcom Halloween specials, the Munsters, the Addams Family, the Twilight Zone, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Looney Tunes and other old cartoons, Ren and Stimpy, Oh Canada, Spongebob, the Hashling and Slasher episode specifically, Danny Phantom, the Addams Family cartoon from the 90s, Invader Zim, Gargoyles, The Simpsons, Beetlejuice, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Ah Real Monsters, Hey Arnold, uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, and Scooby-Doo. Um, so many shows that influenced me at a young age to get into the horror genre. And obviously I need to rewatch all these shows um, because they were such a huge influence on me and I still think about them to this day. Maybe not the plot points, but 
the aesthetics, the characters. Um, so much about what I like about horror is rooted into these shows. Similar to the list I did last year, the films that I watched at a young age, my horror influences are just so deeply rooted into these shows. Maybe next year I will do another aspect of media that influenced my horror um, interests. Video games. Maybe next year I'll talk about the video games that influenced me from a horror perspective. If that's something you guys want to see, let me know. Get in touch with me in all the ways that you're able to get in touch with me. I'm going to wrap this episode up. I'm not going to do the pre-recorded intro, uh, pre-recorded outros that I normally do on these shows. I've probably hit the music by now, but if not, I'm going to be hitting the music very, very soon. So the music is either going or it's about to go. It's like a three-minute song, so I don't know how long I'm going to be going towards the end of this podcast. But I'm going to start wrapping things up. Again, if you guys have seen any of these shows, let me know. Get in touch with me. Um, If you guys haven't already, please make sure you're subscribing to my show wherever you listen to the show. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening this far and you haven't given me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, or if you haven't given this video a thumbs up over on YouTube yet, you got to make sure you go ahead and do that. Make sure you're subscribing. There's still quite a few episodes to come out. We still got basically another week of October, almost a week of episodes that are be coming out on my show. So you got to check all those out. Um, I'm going to start wrapping this up, you guys. I don't know what else to say. I'm rambling at this point. Let me know what you want to see in the future. Let me know what your horror influences are. Get in touch with me. I want to talk to you guys. I want to hear from you guys. Um, And that's about it for this episode of the House of Horror. I'm going to see you guys back here tomorrow for another episode of the show. Go enjoy Halloween. Go Listen, watch and listen to my shows, of course, but I hope you guys are out going to Pumpkin Patches enjoying Halloween. That's all I can ask for. And this show, I hope, just increases your enjoyment of October. That's all I can hope for. That's why I do this. I want you guys to have a good Halloween, good October, good spooky season. And so now let's go do that. A few more days left of October and a few more episodes of the show coming out. I'm going to catch you guys back here tomorrow for another episode of the House of Horror. So as always, you guys, take care and stay spooky.